You want to do the intro? Ah, uh, you can do it. Yo, what is up, Grid Wisers? Back at it with another podcast featuring Brandon, our growth lead, aka lead marketer, and of course, yours truly, Jay from Gridwise Driver Success. How is every one of you doing? Or how are everybody? I don't know grammar. Apparently. How are you doing, Jay? I'm doing you. You seem pumped today. You know why? Because I got my Java in a cuppa. Java in a cuppa. Yeah, you yeah. seem excited today. I feel like there's like been a good amount of stuff that's been happening this week in the rideshare community, in the industry, sure a little has. bit. So, I mean, I feel like it's kind of some exciting times. We've got some good stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah. So, I hope everybody watching this is prepared for some of the topics we're going to be talking about leading with... Back to another scam. Now, Brandon, did you hear about this scam that's going around again? There's a lot of scams going on with Uber right now. This one is this one is interesting, though. You can go ahead and, and, and do the explanation of exactly what the scam is. So, driver reported on the interwebs that he's driving to a nursing home and then he gets a text message from his customer, from his passenger, that says, this is at Uber support colon, hey, this is actually an auto-generated ride. Please cancel it and provide us with your phone number. And obviously, well, she, she didn't fall for it, the driver, and she posted it to the internet, the forums, posted a screenshot of the actual text message with a link on, on this video. Uh, and it's just like, this one didn't really ask for your debit account number, but Brandon, why would a scammer want your personal phone number? Why would a scammer want your personal phone number? Well, they're certainly going to. I mean, what's going to end up happening is that they're. It sounds like they're going to text you. Um, it's not. Yeah, it sounds like they're going to kind of text you and ask you for more information. Is that what's? Is that I, I what's think going that's on? what it is. I really can't put my mind Hold on. on. I can't let me to let me dig into this because I actually I read an explanation of exactly how the scam works. Yeah, I, I really I get you know the instant cash out is the pay scam, but what would someone do with your okay. phone number? Okay, so this is this is it. So they're going to uh, if they if the driver sends your your phone number. They are then going to ask you to verify your password. So they will get your phone number, and then they've kind of built up a little bit uh, of trust, and then they can ask you to verify what your password is. Okay. Then you have the phone number, your password, and then you're completely screwed. Right, because the, I just remembered as a driver, you can log in to your account with just a phone number as the username. Mm -hmm. Right, because then they'll, they'll ask for your phone number, confirm your password. Boom, and they're in your account, yep. and they can enter in their instant pay details and cash out your hard-earned cash. Now, we figured it out. Clues led to the discovery. Crime solved. Yeah, it's kind of – what? How, how low can you get to you want to scam ratchet drivers? Like, it's, it's beyond – Not me. like drivers are over here raking in the dough, right? Like, But you're going to scam drivers out of – are you the believe? money that that we do make? That's that's insane. Yeah, some some people out there just stoop the new lows, man. We um, might have to have like a scam of the week, like or something like that. <laughs> because there's there's always these different scams. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's kind of okay. So I think something interesting with that is 
what is Uber or Lyft? I'm assuming this can work with Lyft as well. Like, what are they doing about all of these different scams that are going around? Like, can they do anything about that? Are they doing enough? They sure can, but they're not. I'll tell you what they can do right now. Uh, they have this entire section dedicated to alerts in the app under your right. profile. Literally just public service announcement. Hey, right. there's these scams going on. And be mindful, drivers. We'll never ask you for your phone number. We'll never right. ask you for identifying information. Right. I mean, at, at least, like, yeah, they could do a little bit we'll, better of a job from education. We'll, we'll never auto-generate trips. and make, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, what? what is that? I can see how you can be so confused with that, though, that you're just like, okay. Oh, totally. I, I can imagine, like, give you the phone number. can you imagine driving for, like, a long, like, five hours even? Just half a shift, just driving, driving, mindlessly, like, Tapping accept, yeah. dropping a complete trip, and then all of a sudden you get this like test message. Of course, like I can see drivers falling for this. Yeah, it's kind of like you're just like, okay, I guess this is fine. I feel like once you ask for like the password, then like a couple more red flags should go off. But like, I mean, I'm 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 sure like these scammers are just basically playing like a numbers game. You're the marketer. You know all about the numbers. Game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're just like, all right, let me get like all marketing. a half a percent of these well, people to fall for this, and then I, we're good to go. What's the conversion rate of this scam? <laughs> and how many that's, people that's, can I put in the top of the funnel? That's like what they're worried about. It's <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's sad, but yeah, like we need to. I feel like we just need to like bring this up like every a new scam every of every podcast just to let people know that uh, shit's ridiculous out here. Uh, All right. Watch your back, drivers. Moving on to the next topic. Why? Hold on. Do you need the room? It's Brian. (laughs) I'm I'm kind of homeless right now. Fucking up the podcast. I'm kind of homeless right now, so I I need to uh, get every room that we have available in the the office. Anyways, moving on to the next topic. Brandon, what's the next topic? So I don't have it on my screen. Next topic that we are talking about is the are bleh, is the cancellation policies Ooh. of Lyft specifically, but I think this also definitely ties in the Uber. Um, I just saw, so you, you sent me over a link the other day. Looks like Lyft has now explicitly stated that if you cancel 15 or more of your last 100 accepted rides. So basically, if you have more than a 15% cancellation rate, um, not including passenger no-shows, you could be at a risk for deactivation. That's true. And let me tell you, this is something that has been on top of every driver's mind since the inception of the cancellation rate. Uh, Let me tell you something. My personal cancellation rate in the past... I think it's 25 Uber rides. Uh, I don't drive for Lyft. I drive for Uber specifically. I'll show you right here on my screen. 28% cancellation. I'm at risk. 28%. All right. but uh, Okay. That was that was Lyft and, and this is Uber. Also, kind of key is that you could be at risk, right? Yeah. So it does. it's not like once you hit 15%, you're no. done. No. Right, so but, it's a little, it's a little bit different. But it's the first time that a TNC, a major company, has actually come out with an official threshold. Before it was right. never, there was never concrete threshold. So a driver would always wonder, 
well, geez, I, you know, what, what cancellation rate do I risk getting deactivated? Because in the terms of service, right. actually, Brandon, cancellations are what they care about. They don't care about your acceptance rate at all. You can have like a, a less than 2% acceptance rate. You can accept right. one trip a day if you wanted to. They don't care. What they care about is once you agree to the trip and you cancel it, it causes lots of massive headaches for the algorithm. It causes the customer experience to go down. Like right. falling off a cliff because now their driver canceled them. Well, why they cancel me? Customers yep. are not happy. Um, so acceptance rates okay. Cancellation rates they really are sticklers too. And it's the first time again that they've given out a clear defined value. Fifteen out of the past one hundred rides. Take it for what you will, drivers yep. out there. Take it for what you will. Yeah, because obviously Jen is rolling around with a damn near thirty percent cancellation rate. Ooh, so you know, it was <laughs> not a hard and fast rule. Hard and fast rule. But I mean, if you just want like a rule of thumb, there you go. Let me tell you, my account might be at risk. Well, hey, look, well, just to prove it to you, drivers out there that do drive, I don't drive for Lyft now, but I have driven for both platforms. I will tell you, rideshare drivers out there will laugh at this. They will get it. Lyft is so much more passive aggressive than Uber is about you canceling or not accepting trips. As soon as you cancel one trip or not accept the trip, you're going to get a passive aggressive message from Lyft in your email. It's instant. It's like as soon as I cancel Lyft trip, boom, two seconds later, hey, we see you cancel the trip. Uh, please don't do that. We might deactivate you. And they do it for like, – We don't do want to have to deactivate you. Yeah, man. they're so passive aggressive about it. It leads to a poor <laughs> customer experience. But yeah. anyways, that's just a little little Easter egg for our drivers out there. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Next that's topic. fine. All right, what are we talking about next here? Mm, okay, so this is something that we touched on last week where, so, you know, Uber, when they when you call in and you have a complaint with Uber, um, especially if it's something serious, they obviously do some sort of an investigation, sexual assaults, things like that. They have their team that actually does investigations. Last week, you know, it was kind of a big deal. I believe it was one of their former employees, right, Jenda, that came out and said, you know, yeah, they'd, uh, <laughs> they basically train us to yep. only, well, not only, but to put Uber first mm -hmm. and then make sure that we're covering our ass, yep. basically, um, first and foremost, right? Yeah, it wasn't even for safety of passengers. Like, they had a safety department and helpline, but only for the safety and help of Uber. And it, it, it just blows my mind. Um, right. And of course, Uber has vehemently, can't say that word, denied this. They say, "Hey, this is not true." But uh, hey, that was a that was an employee. Actually, one of the managers, one of the managers of their call departments mm -hmm. that deal with safety responses. Yeah. Came yeah. This. If you guys didn't see it last episode, please, if you want to, I think it's around uh, halfway through, fifteen minutes of that podcast where we talk about this. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, it, I don't really know. I haven't I haven't seen the denial from from Uber. I think it's pretty obvious that a publicly traded company is going to want to cover their ass, like first and foremost. I don't I don't know what they're what they are denying specifically, but like don't you know? Don't tell me that you guys aren't like trying to make sure that you're not getting sued for a billion dollars. Like that's going to be very important. Um, I do think Uber is going to be trying to do things um at least in in how they they appear in order to make sure that they are more you know they look like they're the safe brand right because i think at this point you know when you when you're talking about the war between uber lyft and other tncs it's all about 
they're definitely thinking, hey, you know, how can we brand ourselves better? Um, brand, being branded as like the safe um, rideshare network is going to be um, it's going to be great for them because then they're going to be able to not just compete on price, kind of like they do now. Basically, you look on Uber, look on Lyft, what's cheaper? Boom. Um, if you have, especially honestly, especially for for women, like if you feel like it's Uber is going to be safer, then you might pay a dollar or two more. You know, so it kind of puts, kind of gets them out of that. Um, if they can't establish themselves like that, it gets them out of that lane. I will, we'll, we'll have to see like how real these initiatives actually are, though. That is something I didn't even think about, but now that you explain it, I can see why. I can see why a brand would want to separate itself from literally its only other competitor. Yeah. Right. Right. There's only other competitor in, in what it's basically a commoditized market where you're basically just competing on price. Like you're, you're trying to grasp at everything. Uh, well said, because, you know, what, what other what other separator differentiators are there? Uh, are there drivers different? No, we drive for both platforms. Whatever give us gives us the trip first at that moment will be Uber drivers or Lyft drivers. Many, mm -hmm. We have no loyalty as drivers. So do customers <laughs> no have loyalty as passengers? Nope. No loyalty sure. at all. It's just what's paying. What what get, what pays us more? Exactly. Or what uh? What costs me less and what makes me more money? Exactly. Exactly. So cool. they're denying that. They're trying to do some different things with their new plat with their new safety platform that I think is going to be interesting and effective. But we have to we have to wait and see because honestly, man, you hear about shit every other day every about other day, like. something with drivers, right? Yeah. Speaking, you mentioned the word platform. Now, I heard a rumor out there that Uber kind of wants to be the, the next platform, next Amazon, so to say, of mobility mm. and transportation. Yeah, I bet. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm in the Facebook groups with drivers like all day pretty much, so I know everyone's kind of talking about this with uh, the new Uber app. There's a new Uber app for drivers. But the big updates on like the passenger side, where now they're including everything. They're basically like Google Maps now at this point, right? So they are going. You're going to be able to call an Uber. You can, you know, if you want to do like a scooter, you can see like where the scooting is. You can now. The this scooter. is a really big thing. You can see. Um, you can see like any of your public transportation. So you can kind of pick like whatever your optimal route is. So if I want to go, I'm in Chicago. So if I want to go from from uptown to uh, you know, somewhere in like the South Loop or something like that, I can pick my optimal route to say I want to take an Uber to the train station or take a scooter to the train station, go down, and then take an Uber like to like my end destination. I don't know. Um, you know it's more all-encompassing for sure. Because you're in Chicago. We should do a video where you request an Uber Black or Uber Lux vehicle and see if you get our friend the Rideshare Revolution Geo. As your Uber driver, because I know he drives that in Chicago. He's a he's a he's a lux driver. He's a black driver. Yeah, he does the black luxury SUV. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, we sh I sh I should. I might just exclusively take a mm -hmm. take Uber Blacks just mm -hmm. to see. Get a video recording. Be, it's gonna be a little bit expensive for me, but you know, hey. <laughs> might give it a, might give it a shot. Uh, but yeah, like the Uber is trying to be what do they say? Like the Amazon of the Amazon. It's to me, Brandon, you know what I think personally about it is so arrogant to even call yourself the Amazon 
of that. And not, not to mention, you, you said branding play. You're basically you're putting another company on a pedestal right there. Like, oh my god, we want to be the Amazon. Like, we want to be that company. We want to yeah. we want to be as successful as Amazon. Now, yeah. I mean, to me, it just sounds like, hey, why don't you just like not identify, create your own identity? But then again, I guess it kind of makes sense on the other spectrum, other side. Everybody really knows what Amazon is. It's ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think people like use these like the Amazon of X. You see, like people, a lot of people say like we want to be like the Uber of X as well. Yeah, it's true. Just because it's like a well-known thing. I think. Um, I don't know. I think it's a little bit. I guess I get like where where they're coming from, where they want to just be like your everything for transportation. And from a business standpoint, I mean, I guess it's a it's a nice goal. Amazon makes money though, you know, and Uber is not even close to doing that. And it's so not even I from think, like their online retailing. It's what? It's mainly from their like web hosting services, their their cloud services. Yeah. Um, we should like have another podcast about how Amazon makes money because their business model of basically selling like Amazon web services we're getting retro drivers, like what are you talking about right now? Well like they basically sell like Amazon web services. And then to subsidize the fact that they have incredibly cheap, like all of like their retail shit is basically below cost. Um, so they can basically outprice everyone and then eventually they're gonna raise the price of shit. Um, that's like a pretty fascinating business model. Very as well. fascinating. Literally just Uber to subsidize. It's probably not gonna do that anytime. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, they did subsidize with venture capital discounted taxi rides and basically kill the taxi industry. So I guess part in part they may be already doing a little Amazon yeah. action there. The stock that that Uber stock price though is not looking too great right now. Ooh. So I don't know how much more they can. Uh, it's like how my much cancellation more money they can raise. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what are the topics we got coming today? We got one more. We got one more. We got one more. Uh, let me see what we're talking about here. Uh. Speaking of Uber not being profitable, not making any money, they are they're starting to do this thing where like Google, that like Google does, I feel like, where they're just throwing shit against the wall mm. and just seeing what works because they uh, they're mm. basically are offering like staffing services to gig workers in some sort wait. of way, right? Wait, 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 what? So okay, so this is something that. Started in Chicago, Wall Street Journal is kind of, um, uh, I think they were the first people to kind of like really report this and really talk about it. Um, But they are basically launching a new app that is going to pair gig economy workers, I'm sure that's going to be a lot of rideshare drivers, um, with whatever companies that want to hurt them, or not hurt them, hurt (laughs) want to hire them. (laughs) I was going to say, well, I'm gonna sign me up, Brandon. <laughs> they want to this me. job. Uh, they want to actually hire them. They're kind of like matching them. So. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Um, yeah, Uber must really be struggling to figure out how to make money because they are spreading their tentacles everywhere. I mean, staffing yeah. services. like Uber as a staffing agency kind of like – Makes sense, but it kind of doesn't. It makes sense because it's gig work. Yeah, it's temporary. Mm-hmm, sure. But it doesn't make sense. It's like this. Hey, you literally have disrupted an entire industry. 
How about let's just like focus on that industry and just do it really well and really cheap mm -hmm. and find profit that way? And yeah. it begs the question, is it even possible because they've been at it for so long? It's Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's like I would love to understand like why they made the decision because like you said, like why not just focus on like focus you got some work to do over here, guys. Like uh, get your shit I don't together call over it, there. I don't call it taking a lift. I'm going to call a lift. Or, hey, somebody get the uh, rideshare taxi. It's, hey, I'm calling an Uber. Yo, which mm -hmm. one of you has got the Uber? They've synonymously have been associated with rideshare, with taxi. Mm -hmm. It's now all, it's Uber. They have the right. name. They have that brand. Why not focus on it and do it well? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with this. I can only, my only thought is that, like, they're at a point now where they feel like, Kind of like Google, like I said, like they want to try different things and like just throw stuff against the wall. I mean, you of course always want to be like innovating and things like that, but this seems like um, it feels like a little bit like they're grasping at things. Like honestly, it feels like they're kind of grasping at different things, which maybe they are. Hmm. I don't know. Yep. Like like it's, we uh, said, like the stock bubble. price is suffering and uh, revenue. Or profits aren't looking good, so I don't know. Man. Definitely above my pay grade, man. Yeah, above mine as well. Not I think that's it. I think that's all we got today. That's all we dude. got for you, ladies and gentlemen. Podcast number three. We got Brandon, of course, Jay. Guys, girls, make sure if you have not subscribed to the channel, please touch all those YouTube buttons down at the bottom, okay? Except the dislike button. Okay, Except don't do the that. Hit all the likes, hit all the subscribes, share. Comment. Let us know in the comment section below what topics you want us to cover.